0: following episode contains strong language, crude humor, references to drugs and alcohol, and scenes of graphic and terroristic violence. Previously on Masks and Mayhem Right in the center, where you would normally expect there to be like a living room kind of set up, it's it's mostly empty space. This is a very sparsely decorated apartment, like not a lot of furniture. There's a body kind of laying on its back, arms outstretched, like one up and one down. And what's notable about it to you is that there are streaks of blood that are clearly painted coming from the body to form a a set of bloody wings.
1: As if force a habit, Brock reaches into a pack of cigarettes that's probably been sitting inside of that coat pocket for years, lights it
0: up and walks into the scene. Uh, and then as you get closer, you realize that written... Right below the right arm, almost like a signature, just in the blood, says Laserhawk. Betsy Bullard, on behalf of the United States Secret Service, you're being placed under arrest. Please come with us.
1: I want to punch Vapor Kappa again. I don't care if he's still knocked out.
0: Yeah, he's like, he was literally like in a hospital bed style, like just in the medical area.
2: I would like to walk in while
1: he's still all woozy, slap the cuffs on him before he can even realize what's happening. With the cuffs, kind of yank him like right face to face to me.
0: I told you I was gonna put you behind bars. Well, you got me this time, Laserhawk. About time. You open the doors, and the laser hut is supremely abandoned. You can tell from a thin layer of dust along the material that nobody's been in here in quite a while now. I'm sorry that you're having such a rough day. I appreciate that, Lewis. I think I've got someone I can reach out to.
1: Who have you got?
0: I think my dad could help us out. Your dad? Uh, yeah. He's, uh, he's someone important. Let's
1: exhaust a few options before we do that.
0: And I think it's at that moment that you get a call on your phone from Data Kraken. Hey. Hey, I, uh, I, I, I I've been doing some sleuthing, of course. I'm, I'm at the hut, of course, obviously. We fade back in as the group arrives at the Laser Hut. So it's the three of you. I mean, you're all kind of arriving uh, a little separately, but it's the three of you. Laserhawk, you rode with Kevin Lewis. Hornet was also with you.
3: I assume I took the van, right?
0: Yes, I believe that was what was...
3: Hornet was with us?
0: Yeah. Oh, I thought that Lewis wanted me solo. Hornet was with the group, not not in the co- not in your car specifically.
3: I assume Hornet was probably with me then.
0: Yeah. Rickard is
2: uh, arriving on his motorcycle, but you all kind of get there similar time frames. I've with Rickard on a motorcycle so I could sit in the back and, and hold on to his waist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know how Ruby feels about that, but...
2: your thanks had a really rough day. He needed a 30-minute hug.
3: Ruby thinks this is so funny. She's like, go ahead.
2: No, and then I want us to pull up with, like, Ruby parks her car, and then we pull in, and then we pull up, and it's, like, side by side. And then I, like, flip my visor up, and I go...
0: <laughs> so you open the doors to the laser hut, and the command center underneath has already been opened up, and you see kit deckard in the flesh probably for the first time in a long time mr belaya
3: i go oh my god you're real
0: well who the fuck is that you see kit he's uh rolling around everywhere just real quick in his wheelchair constantly looking between different equipment and he's kind of like fixing things up uh he's got gray scraggly hair and unkempt beard he's got a black vest on he sees you as you're opening the door and he and he seems only kind of half being paying attention. He, he kind of goes, oh, hey, hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, yeah, this uh, rock, we're going to have to re- We're going to redo this whole thing. But but a couple of breaths.
3: I would like to walk up and go, hi, and like shake my hand. and like, we've never met in person. Kit,
0: he does like a, the most brief of handshakes. I mean, I'm going to join him in the pit. What do you need me to do? I've got kind of a layout going on. Just kind of give me the briefest of explanations to, make, to give me your side of things and what's been going on. I found the corpse laid out the exact same way that Wilson's was. My name was written near the
1: body. Beyond that, I don't know a whole hell of a lot. There were chain marks around the neck and vulture wings painted with blood. I shouldn't need to explain what that reminds me of.
0: Fuck! Uh, Yardak... Uh, v- Visual, Ruby, whatever. Super nice to meet you. Uh, Brock, do you think this is maybe something that we should make a little private for the moment?
1: Would you guys mind giving us a minute? If this ends up being shit you need to know about, you will.
3: It's fine. I was literally classified government shit, so maybe we're better off not knowing.
1: I'm gonna say hi to
0: the dogs.
3: Same. Kit,
1: have you
0: eaten since you've gotten to town? No, um... He pinches the bridge of his nose and just goes, no, I, I I haven't.
3: Is there any kind of snack you'd want while you're waiting? It's, you know, probably help you think.
0: Oh, right. Uh, Funyuns? Did you, did you, can you do Funyuns?
3: And I make Funyuns and I hand them.
0: And he just starts like chomping on them. Uh, and, and what what you would almost describe as like panic eating.
3: Okay, we'll start discussing dinner that I assume will just materialize, right? And I just, like, say that to like Yardak as we're walking away.
0: Lewis and Rickard and, and Hornet, all three just follow you over... We'll say you head over to the barracks, where, like, you have some, like, cots and stuff set up for sitting and things. Lewis says, so this is, uh, this is the guy in the flesh, huh? Yeah. That guy's, uh, been a, not a thorn in my side, but I know he's, uh, got access to way more information than he probably should.
2: Yeah, Union's just mad that they don't got him.
3: I, I, I'm sorry, I kind of gotta agree with the, with the Atlantean on this one.
0: I mean, we always want to have the best of the best. We do call you guys, obviously, and he winks.
3: Aw, shucks, and I kind of playfully nudge him.
0: Okay, and then we're going to cut back over to Kit and Brock. All right, I have been combing the city. I've been trying to think about if we're talking about Ensign Wilson, if that's our timeline of events and we're recreating those events, then I think the the next one would have been the attack on on Gibbon. (sighs) So we got to look for someone probably with a similar name, similar background, uh, and we got to get to him quick, I think.
1: Can't think of any G's around here. God, I can't even remember what his real name was anymore, Kate.
0: Don't worry, I- I'm gonna take a look into it. I just, I think that's, I want to know if that, if you think that's a good, good line of, of reasoning.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes the most sense to me. Not that I really have
0: much to go on. I'm, uh, truth be told, kind of shell shocked today. We got to pull it together, Brock. If, if, if what is happening is what we think is happening, we, we got to be at a hundred and ten percent tonight.
1: I know. I just, I'm hoping. Then it's something with the Midnights, you know? I'm not liking the
0: alternative here. If you got a contact with the Majestic 12, uh, now's the time to call them. <sighs> they've locked me out of the systems, you know, they've, they've taken them offline, so it's, it's not going to be something <sighs> I can hack my way through.
1: You're not going to like this, but I have one number. Sergeant Pepper.
0: I mean, you could call Sergeant
3: Pepper for sure. You can't do this to the person who went on a fucking five-hour Beatles tour with around the city of Liverpool. I can do whatever I want, Rachel.
0: I'm going to keep scouring what I can, try to see if we can figure out their next, you know, whatever the next attack is, because it could be someone we know, it could be them, it could be a whole new party just try- who gained access to the systems. That could be, like I said, they're not answering my questions, maybe that's why they pulled all the systems offline if they got hacked.
1: Well, I'm going to head up to the roof, I'm going to give them a call, I'll be right back down,
0: and I zip up to the roof. A lot of you probably hear, you know, the the telltale sound of Laserhawk bounding up into the air to know that
2: that he is no longer in the room. And when I go back down to Kit and be like, "So, uh, I take it the the Nenbo? Uh, he, I, I think he's calling
0: a contact. Um, uh, you know, we're trying to. He trusts you. I should trust you." Uh, we're trying to get in contact with Majestic 12, and I don't have any contact right now, and that's a little nerve-wracking, because I've been able to just waltz right into their systems whenever I want for the past, you know, 20 years, basically, so. Oh god, we gotta work with those chuckle fucks now? Uh, Ruby and Yardak, you both notice, um, Lewis shifts a little uncomfortably and- and has a little stone face about him. Oh?
3: I'm guessing you're not loving this.
0: I'm not, but I also did tell Laserhawk that I had a contact- that he could reach out to, but he said he wanted to hold off on that.
1: For dramatic purposes, can I say that once I got to the roof, I had enough time to shoot a text before I made my phone call? Sure. Can we say that at this moment, Lewis's phone
0: lights up with a call him? That's when Lewis goes, all right, well, I guess I've got a phone call to make now too. Uh, Yardak, you're getting a call all of a sudden from an unlisted number. Oh, from
2: my cell phone? Okay, I'm going to pick it up. Yardak. Ambassador Yardak. uh, Yes, who is this? I'm calling on behalf of the Secret Service. Why? Love this
0: for us. I have a contact that I was told to make with you uh, regarding a Miss Betsy Bullard. What's wrong with Betsy? Uh, Miss Bullard is perfectly fine. Uh, She is actually uh, wanting to get in contact with you, and we were given authorization to
2: reach out. Why can't she get in contact with me herself? Anybody else want to answer that?
3: Because prison.
2: Oh, she's in prison. She's in prison. Uh, What's the message that Betsy wants to give me? She would like
0: to get in contact with you and wants to confirm that you are in a secure location or can get to a secure location.
2: Um, this is about as secure as that can be. All right, please hold. Dun, dun, dun.
3: <laughs>
2: and Rachel, you get a call from a bill collector. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rachel, you get a hero point. Yardak, you suddenly hear Yardak.
2: What's going on, Betsy? What's why? What's with all the cloak and dagger? I had to call in a lot of favors to be able to get a call out to you. Oh, this must be big shit right here. What's happening? I'm hearing about what's going on. Oh, you heard about Laserhawk? Yeah. How did you hear about this? I have my sources.
0: Much as I'm out of the loop, I'm also trying to stay in the loop, so I've been keeping close tabs on what's been going on in Riverside.
3: Betsy's like a fucking, like, drug lord still running shit from prison.
0: I have some relevant documents that I'm going to get sent your way. I just want you to be on your toes and be careful about the Majestic Twelve.
2: Oh, well, yeah, I'm not exactly happy with having to deal with those assholes.
0: Good. Keep that in mind. I know that you uh, have had your trouble trusting us in the past, but you have to fact check twice as much of what they say.
2: Whatever you want to send me, uh, send it my way. We're at the Laser LaserHawk right now trying to put pieces together.
0: Stay safe, my friend.
2: All right, Betsy, so you stay as safe as you can in there. Yeah, I'll be just fine. I'll talk to you later, hopefully.
0: You got off your call with Betsy, and you start getting some emails of some documents. LaserHawk, tell me about what it's like preparing to call sergeant pepper you know
1: how i had mentioned that i had a pack of cigarettes sitting in my jacket for years that i
0: hadn't touched i mean you touched them last episode but
1: yeah well i'm now smoking the second one out of that pack and i am i am dreading this more than i have dreaded anything probably since locking up the midnight gang like, this is worst-case scenario for Brock. I'm calling the 12s. I sucked down about half of a red apple cigarette, realized I'm not cut out for this shit anymore, flicking into the
0: sea. Well, I sure as shit wasn't expecting to hear from this number.
1: You've got your finger in everything. You had to have heard about what's been happening in Riverside by now, right?
0: Yeah, it's not sounding too fun in your little uh, East Coast uh, paradise, huh? I need to know.
1: Whatever you know
0: about this, Pepper. I'm going to send you some footage here in a minute. I don't know what it means. I'm a little nervous myself. I'm actually in a pretty secured location at the moment. Knock on wood. You stay safe. I'll uh, I'll reach out if I have anything more. And tell Kit to uh, stop trying to get into our systems. (laughs) You know as well as I do that I can try. And I hang up. How do you
1: feel? (sighs) Not great. Thankful that that was like a minute-long conversation. i probably take a minute to steady my breaths before I hop back in and start looking
0: through my fucking email. Um, before you even, like, get back downstairs, you hear Kit go, Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, Brock! Brock! And I jump down.
3: I also kind of go running.
0: Kit is just, like, hands in his hair, full-on panic. I, uh, I, uh, I I went through the email. He throws it up on the big screen. Essentially, what you're seeing, based on context clues, is security footage. Looks to be from Big Iron Penitentiary. Uh-huh. It's a part of the Big Iron you've definitely never seen. looks, like, very cavernous. You're seeing a couple guards in armor kind of standing around in front of various doors, when suddenly a black sort of smoke just seems to billow in from the outside and kind of just covers the whole space. And there's audio, everyone was kind of just shooting the shit, and suddenly you're hearing like some screams and the sounds of gunfire.
3: What the hell is that?
0: And all of a sudden the smoke just kind of like, goes away, and you see all of the guards are on the ground, some of them look absolutely like pummeled, likely dead, and the doors that they were uh, in front of are all now open.
2: (sighs) Ooh. Like, yes, bad guy, but (laughs) nah, it's fucking cool.
3: What? Grim Reaper-looking motherfucker is that? Famer
1: Kappa.
0: Kit goes, no, 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 no. That wasn't, that wasn't Kappa, but he, he didn't used to be able to do that. Look, look at, look on the ground, and you can see, like, all, all on the ground now are just these big patches of darkness, uh, where there used to just be ground. Hydra? No, uh, he didn't used to have this ability. It's, Brock, that's Ash. No. No, no, no. As he says that, you can kind of look and you kind of just see some particles just floating in the air as a few of the guards start to seem to kind of wake up. Kit, we killed them. What you're also noticing is the nameplates above the doors that are now open. Ooh, what are they? Vapor Kappa, Crystal Tiger, Acid Armadillo, Glass Peacock, Midnight Hydra.
1: God fucking... Lewis? And Lewis is there looking on in horror. Lewis, how many men do you have in town? Ten.
3: I feel like we need more men. Or women.
1: I need you on this case. I
0: have to fill Shepard in. My dad will probably be by to see you in a little while. Did you tell him where the hut? It doesn't matter anymore. No, I didn't. I told him that uh, if he said a meet, you'd be there.
1: I'm gonna go call Shepard, fill her in, see if she can get a security detail on my family.
3: Who were you calling before?
1: The guy who used to be in charge of the fucking clown show that gave me this. We call him Sergeant Pepper. Truth be told, I still don't know what his name is. I bet he still thinks that's real fucking cute.
3: What, was it 20 years ago today, the last time you saw him?
0: Close to. Rickard looks at you, Ruby. I don't know the other two, but this, uh, we had a no- tough enough time fighting the others. I don't- Jesus.
3: Brock, you said before, the people- the Midnight Gang was not on the desertive side, right?
1: Nope. Which is why I'm real fucking worried about what I'm looking at, Rumi.
3: I mean, hopefully they have a sh- some shred of decency left. I, I know, I know, I'm- Grasping at straws here, but...
1: I'm just trying to figure out if I tell my family to get the fuck out of town now, or if I'm overreacting.
3: If it was my family, I would tell them to leave.
1: Thank you. I needed to hear that.
0: Rickard looks over at you and says, I can go get him, Brock.
3: Thanks, honey, and I... Be careful.
0: I want to actually look to Pam.
1: They don't know Rickard that well. Carl knows you. Carl trusts you. I trust you. Can you please go with him to make sure they're safe?
0: But you're going to need backup here. Pam looks at you and is just very concerned about the idea of leaving.
1: If I need you here, I can get a hold of you. I need to know that they are safe. I have lost too much points at screen because
0: of that okay i'll go with him i hug her she gives you a strong hug and she's like it's gonna be okay thank you
3: i don't want to overwhelm her so i kind of put a a hand on pam's shoulder and go take care of yourself
0: i can't worry about me i gotta take care of this guy and she points at rickard with a laugh
3: and then i look at him please take care of him too
0: lewis looks over at rickard and throws him his keys you're not gonna fit on a motorcycle take the car
1: well, I appreciate that, Lewis.
0: Rickard and Pam get in the car, give you a wave, and they take off, leaving the three of you and Lewis
2: and Kit. Ah, the five musketeers.
0: Hey out there. We're in the thick of it now, friends. A lot of Laserhawk's story, I think, was leading up to this particular arc. That being said, I hope you're enjoying listening as much as we are making it. A little bit of housekeeping, we have a stream, Bad Moon Rising, the story of the agents of the supernatural monster hunters of House Van Helsing, as they're called to New York City to try to stop a plot to resurrect an ancient evil. Rachel will be joining as a player, as well as our previous collaborators, Callan, last seen on Halloween 4, Field of Doom, as well as Joe and Wiki from the Untold Stories Project, who were last seen on our space stream, The Sky High Gambit. We're going to be going into another untapped corner of the Mayhemverse in a previously unexplored location. We've also added some items in our merch store including a logo hoodie and a union logo mug. Perfect thing for these cold winter months. That can now be found at our new link mayhemcast.store. If merch isn't your deal, you can also help support the show through our Ko-Fi. That allows you to make that one-time donation or we have monthly memberships with cool perks. That's ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. Links for both of those can be found in our show notes. But for now, let's get back to the game.
1: I'm calling Bev, and then I'm calling Shepard.
0: Hey, Brock, I'm with Carl at home. When you moved to this
1: city, I told you to make an emergency plan just in case. Is that up to date? I mean, we've got bags, if that's what you mean.
3: They have go bags ready to fucking go. It's in the name.
1: I need you to get anything else that you might need and get ready to get the fuck out of here.
0: Okay, yeah, I I just filled up the tank. Good. I've got a Union Agent
1: and I've got Hornet coming your way. They're going to make sure that you get out safe. Okay, we'll hold tight.
3: Maybe mention the Union Agent. Is it just some random Union Agent?
1: Uh, the Union Agent's record, by the way, you met him, right? Oh,
0: yeah. I think Carl has too, right? I believe so, yes. Take care of yourself, Brock. Should I call the boy? No, I'll, I'll let him know what's going on, we'll call you on the road. Alright, let him know when everything's dealt with, I'll let him know.
1: And I get off that call and I give fucking Shepard a ring.
0: Hello, Laserhawk, what's going on?
1: I told you I would update you with anything that I had. Yeah. Are you sitting down, and can you pour yourself a drink?
0: Lazarock I'm on the clock first off, I'm gonna I'm I'm on I'm on site. What's going on?
1: Cops these days aren't prepared. <laughs> Situation's gotten a lot more serious. I had alluded to you that what I saw was a near identical copy of a situation I saw overseas.
0: Correct. I have reason
1: to believe it might involve some of the same people. All of them, in fact. Okay. I'm still figuring out what clearances I do or do not have to give you the full picture. What you need to know is that there are potentially eight post post-humans in the city right now that are dangerous. You need to prepare for the worst, Shepard.
0: Are you pointing me in a particular direction? Are you telling me is there any is this related? You're saying this is related to the to the body?
1: Yes, I think that the eight people that I'm worried about are responsible for that body. Okay, I
0: just... What do you need from us? Do you have Uh, any updates? No, I mean, Wilson came back clean, you know, Corners kind of going over the body right now, actually.
1: I need you to get me that information the second you get it.
0: Okay. One
1: of the individuals I'm looking for, he has fire abilities, so... If there's any strange arsons that have happened around town, any other peculiar murders, anything out of the ordinary, whatever you can get me, Shepard.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll get right on it.
1: Alright, I'll keep you up to date the second I find anything out.
0: Alright, thanks for the update, Laserhawk, take care. You too. And I hop off the phone and hop back in the pit. Alright, what's going through everyone's mind right now?
2: Exasperation of the, now we have to fight these bastards again and they brought their friends? Well, actually, here's hoping that they're not together.
3: I'm so, like, worried because, like, this was so hard to do the first time. There's more of them and they're all together. And then I'm also just concerned for my friend who is pretty fucking fragile to begin with and his mental well-being.
2: You're not wrong. I just don't appreciate it being worded like that. But what if and but what if they're not together and there's like a defector and then suddenly and then but suddenly it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend.
3: I'm not against this.
2: Suddenly, Kit pops up and goes, Brock,
0: I've got a hit. Where? Uh, I mean, it's a long shot, but I, I was kind of scouring, you know, based on, you know, he, he used someone with ensign, someone's ensign's last name. Uh, So, you know, it was, I'm kind of going off of that. Uh, I found a Brian Ballard, who shares a, a similar name with uh, Bill Ballard, a.k.a. Glutton Gibbon. Is he former military? Hard to tell. Uh, he looks to just be a general contractor, but he could be. I say his I haven't, I haven't dived too far into his background, but he's the only person in town with that same last name.
3: What the hell is this dude's dedication to the whole copycat thing? Jesus Christ.
1: I don't know. That's what we're trying to figure out now, isn't it? Excuse me. I gotta get back on the phone. I call Shepard again and immediately fill her in with what I've just been told.
0: You're giving me a name of a guy and and you're not even telling me exactly how this relates to the case? <sighs>
1: Shepard, this guy's former military, the last guy's former military, name similarities with former victims. I know it's a stretch.
0: If you want to investigate this and fill me in after the fact, sure, but I I gotta focus my my investigation on where my facts are leading me right now. Fine. Hang up, turn around. I guess I'm going to check out a dickhead who's with me.
3: I'll go. And I go, come on, Yardak. And I'll give Yardak a choice.
0: (laughs) Actually, Brock, uh, you're getting a call on your phone now. Fuck. Which one? Oh, I forgot that you even have two separate phones. Yep. The Laserhawk phone. Laserhawk here. Hello, Mr. Bollea. Michael Lewis here. I'd, uh, I was told we should meet. (sighs) We absolutely should, Lewis. Um... I have a small window of time available, if I can get you downtown.
3: When I heard him say Lewis, I kind of look at Kevin like, huh?
0: And Lewis uh, Lewis, uh, mouths my dad.
3: Ooh. We're letting everyone's backstory today. (laughs) So at the where and when?
0: Uh, If you can meet me downtown in about 30 minutes.
1: I can do that, Lewis.
0: And by comparison, basically downtown is going to be west of you. The guy that you're trying to look is up north in Paladino Ridge.
1: Well, I turned to my friends. I need you guys to do me a favor.
3: Anything right now?
1: I have a meeting I need to attend to. Can you go check out our new friend? Yeah, we got you.
0: Thank you.
3: I, I just get to send text. I was like, by the way, Beth, I, there's a good chance I'm I'm fine. There's a good chance this this might take a while.
0: And Bethany reaches back out. Can I meet up
3: with you? It might be dangerous. We're meeting up with someone who is. A potential victim?
1: She might be useful here researching. I don't know.
3: I'm gonna give her a call and put her on speaker.
0: Yeah, I I just, I want to be there. You know, if if something's going down, I want to get footage.
3: If you could come down to the laser hut, Brock's friend Kit is here and doing a bunch of research. Any amount of research could be helpful right now.
1: Do not film Kit.
0: No, I meant, like, wherever it is you're going.
3: I'm worried it might be dangerous.
0: I know it might be dangerous.
1: Bethany, answer me honestly. Have you bought a gun at this point? No. Why
3: the fuck not? That's
0: why I hang out with you guys.
3: Bethany, the person who might be coming after Brock soon has already killed and brutally.
2: M- multiple people.
0: Ruby, I-, I get that and I understand that I'd be kind of going into the lion's den, so to speak. But come on, the safest place I could be in town is around a lot of you. I mean, she has a fair point there.
1: Not gonna say she's wrong
3: there. Uh, I'm heading out to Paladino Ridge. I think Brock has to go downtown. Is that what you have to go?
2: Yeah.
3: Rickard and Pam are with his family, and then Kit's here at the laser hut. Oh and then Lewis is here too.
0: Uh Lewis looks over at you, Brock, and says, I wanna join you for the meeting.
1: If that's where you wanna be. I'm not gonna tell you that you can't visit your old
0: man. So to break it down, it sounds like Lewis and Brock are gonna go downtown to this meeting with Lewis's father. The rest of you are gonna potentially go up along with Bethany to meet Bill Ballard, potential victim. And Kit's just gonna be there.
3: Okay, can you give me any information on Bill Ballard? Anything that would make it not completely awkward for me to go up and be like, "Hey, what's up?" Like even his social media use, hobbies, anything.
0: Sure, I'll I'll compile something. I'll compile a little dossier for you here.
3: Thanks. I want
1: to look over the yardak. You can see through those little shardlings, right?
2: Yeah, yes, I can. Good. Great way to keep an eye on our buddy now, isn't it? I think you are correct, Buckaroo. I mean, don't get me wrong. I
1: also would not say no to Kit having a little friend to keep him company. I feel bad leaving him alone.
3: I feel like he might prefer that.
1: Are you kidding me? He'd have someone- he'd have something to bring him more Funyuns when the bag runs out.
3: He has- he can hang out with the dogs.
1: Yeah, but I haven't trained him to fetch Funyuns yet. Let's <laughs> canon now.
0: Great.
3: Before I leave, I make, and I go, what kind of pizza do you like? And I ask Kit.
0: Uh, I should probably cut back on the meat lovers, but boy, do I love it. Stressful night, I say you've
3: earned it. And I go, honestly, with all of this, you're probably burning enough calories, and I make a meat lovers, and I hand it.
0: Now, we've never really established this, but everything that you make is going to be cold. Brock, do you have an oven here?
1: I start to point, realize that that's quite a distance away, and I use my powers to heat it up.
3: And I go, to be fair, cold pizza is best pizza.
0: You're so very wrong, Miss Lawson, but I appreciate you making the pizza, so who the fuck am I to argue? You're right about everything, I guess, sure.
3: And I go, whatever, you can have wrong opinions about pizza. Do you want ranch?
0: No, I'm good, thanks, though. I imagine then a lot of you are going to have to take the van, except for Brock, who I imagine is going to have to carry Lewis.
1: Yeah, since, I mean, unless we take Rickard's motorcycle to make it even... That one would make me feel cooler somehow, despite the fact that the other option's
0: flying, but yeah, sure. Okay.
3: Is it feasible to go pick up Bethany if she's coming to, with us?
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to make you're gonna have to make your way not too far from your house to get up to that area. Alright, so a lot of you are in the visual van. Actually I guess it's just Yardak and Ruby for the moment. Yeah, you're going to pick up Bethany.
3: I'm putting on the new card of the exclamation point, and specifically the song Carly Infinity, which is a collab between her and Carly Ridge Epson.
0: Yeah. On your way, Yardak. We talked a bit about them. Are you going to take a look at the documents that Betsy sent you? Yeah.
3: And I I'm imagining we shared those like with Kit.
0: Yeah, I'll say I know Brock asked you to do that. So then as she drives, I'm going to look at this documentation. As with many documents you've seen from Union in the past, redacted, redacted, redacted. <laughs> heavily redacted, of course. As you're looking over them, you see a few things regarding some of the names you've seen referenced, particularly like the different members of the Midnight Gang, looks like incarceration dates as to when they all were put into the big iron. Uh, the most recent being Vapor Kappa.
3: We were there for some.
0: I would say you were there for three of the five. I would say the other thing you notice is basically a report about a gas attack, but you don't really seem to understand much about like what it's saying. Some of it is also like some scientific mumbo jumbo to you. Like what kind of gas? I say it looks like it's dated for the uh, early two thousands. And it looks to be uh, an
2: attack that happened in the Middle East.
3: Because so I'm imagining he's saying this out loud to me. Would that be when Brock was over there?
2: Yeah, this was Operation Coffee Teapot. <laughs> I forget if it's coffee or teapot. It's coffee. Coffee pot.
3: So that, so that gas attack, could this be the official documentation of the stuff Brock was involved in?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I have no doubt in my mind. Especially if it's coming from Betsy, because she's heard what happened, and she, she wants to help as, as much as she can, even though her hands are quite literally bound at this point in time. Uh, the more you look at it, you're realizing these are not Union
0: documents. These are documents that were clearly, like, obtained by Union. Stolen. It has some, like, scientific information. It says, results successful. You see information. This one you're able to more easily identify as the fight between uh, the deserters and the rest of Operation Coffee Pot. That one, it does say, results of battle, inconclusive. Oh. And then you see about the escape that you all saw on video.
3: Well, I guess the results of that battle turned out to be super inconclusive, because that dude was straight rising from the dead if Rock was right. Can we say that when we drive up to the apartment building that, like, Bethany's outside waiting for us?
0: Yeah, she's absolutely waiting outside there. She's got, she's got a little beanie on, a little winter jacket.
3: I pull up, roll down my window, and go, get in, losers, we're going shopping.
0: For Laserhawk, uh, riding along with Lewis on the motorcycle, uh, you arrive at the downtown location, it's a parking garage, um, and the sun has just set a little bit. Uh, just
1: saying this, Lewis, your dad's kind of a cliche.
0: Yeah, I wish he'd been more of a cliche at being a good dad, but... (laughs) Well, I don't have a whole lot of room to talk about, do I? you seem like an okay dad. Now, So you walk out, and, uh, he gets out of a pretty nice-looking car, it's a red convertible, Lewis, I appreciate you meeting with me at such short notice. I've always got time for a former member of the of the Twelves. So what have you got for me? Well, truth be told, uh, I think we actually have the situation under control. Um, I mostly wanted to meet with you-
3: Fucking lies.
0: I don't- I mostly wanted to meet with you and discuss when you were going to make your next- I've noticed that you've been delaying your next checkup with us.
3: I will be in
1: once this is dealt with. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Anything my superiors would want to know about ahead of time? No, Nothing to really report. I can fly now, as I'm sure you can see. So that's part of what prompted this as well. Obviously, our concern uh, regarding the recent attack and its connection to your experiences overseas... I, I, again, I think you have nothing to worry about. Uh, I think that we'll have the situation resolved shortly. Uh, we are sending some of our team uh, to help reinforce uh, Union's, Union's forces here.
1: Hmm. Do you have any lead on where they are within the city?
0: Well, their escape only happened this afternoon. It couldn't have been, you know, enough time for them to be in the city, though obviously somebody is in the city given what occurred.
1: That's my concern,
0: Lewis. I am just trying to avoid this breaking out into a confrontation like it did the last time. This isn't a remote outpost in the middle of the desert. This is Riverside City.
1: I'm well aware. What you are describing is worst case scenario. That's why I want to get this dealt with now. Absolutely.
0: We're on the same side here. I know we are, Lewis. He looks at his son. Are you doing all right, boy?
3: How old is Kevin, for the record?
0: Kevin's like in his mid-30s. If you had to guess, his dad looks like he's in his late 60s. The younger Lewis just kind of nods his head and he looks generally uncomfortable and
3: upset. Right. Uh, Rachel has a question. Did Kevin Lewis join Union as an act of rebellion against his father?
0: That's a great question for you to ask him.
3: Uh, Ruby's not fucking there.
0: Yeah, she's not. Oh, don't get me wrong. We'll have a conversation when we're back on the bike. The elder Lewis looks at you and goes, there's anything more that we can do for you to put your mind at ease. To unite our uh, investigations, please, don't hesitate to call. Uh, You have my number now. What you can do is have eyes everywhere. Let me know the second you know anything.
1: I've come in for years. I've played ball, no problem. I have never called in a favor until now. I've held up my end of the bargain, Lewis. This isn't an indictment on you, but I need to make sure that you guys are going to hold up yours.
0: I mean, we're going to do everything uh, that we can to assist, but I don't know if I would call it our end of the bargain. You're an asset of the United States military, Mr. Bollea. I'm a citizen now.
1: As close to as I'm ever going to get.
3: I wish Ruby was there, because Ruby would be like, no, he's a person. All sassy-like.
0: Keep me in the loop if there's any big moves with them. Please. Will do. I will be in touch soon, I'm sure. Well then... Likewise, and he goes to
1: get in his car. I'm getting the fuck out of there. I don't want to be in this parking garage anymore. I feel like I
0: need a shower. Vroom, vroom, and you take off in the motorcycle. I don't trust your dad. Neither do I. I'm I'm very, I'll say, I thought he would be a little more help to you.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully he can provide something in the future. So should we go catch up with our friends, or should we head back to the hut and help kit? I'll let you take point on that. I need time to think regardless. Ah, uh,
0: it can't hurt to get up to there. You know, if they gotta get, what is the name, Mr. Mister Ballard out of there, um, probably a good idea to get as many hands on for that. Or, you know, I'll say Kit is by himself at the moment.
1: If they need me, they can call me. Let's head to Kit, see if we can be
0: useful to him. All right, you head down and you cross the Kirby Bridge back towards the north end. Meanwhile, the visual van is, uh, has picked up Bethany, and you're soon finding yourself in the suburban area of, of Paladino Ridge. It's been a long time since you've been up this way. The last time was uh, probably back when Myra was still in town.
3: Damn, I do not come up here a lot. Where, where does this dude live? And also, has Kit maybe sent me the dossier yet? I'll
0: say, Kit sent you a dossier. Over time, it looks like he does appear to be some kind of former military. Doesn't appear to have any direct connection to the namesake. Um, that they believe he's being copied over. And uh, basically, they should, he gives you an address um, that's not too far from... By the time you reach Paladier Ridge, it's not too far from you.
3: I'm trying to see if, I think, going in as visual aid and maybe trying to appeal to his, like, duty from being in the military that he might be in danger is the way to go, or, like...
2: What if you appear to be, like, you're from the military and try to get him to be, like... Hey, like...
3: Here's the the problem. If I show him a fake badge, he might recognize it more than, like, your average civilian. Whereas, like, I... I guess I'm, like, a newsworthy figure. <laughs> yeah, like, we're known. Not you. Sorry, Beth.
0: <laughs> hey, I've I've done my share of interviews.
3: But not as, like, a government agent.
0: Bethany shoots back, you're not a government agent either, Ruby.
3: No,
2: but I'm closer than you are. Well, I mean, uh, then, you know, honesty is the best policy. Let's just... Knock, knock, knock.
3: Lay low for a second, Beth, please, because I really don't get killed. Keep the car running. <laughs> That's not a bad plan, actually. I give her the keys.
0: Okay, and she uh, she gets up because she's you know she's filmed a lot uh, of stuff over the over the years. Uh, she has a little mount that she puts her phone on to face towards the house that you're going towards.
3: I guess I go up. So Is this like some house?
0: Yeah, it's a, just a little suburban house, one story, a uh, little ranch
2: house.
3: Ready to put on your big boy ambassador pants, Yordak.
2: Big boy ambassador pants. I don't take those off.
3: Well, you should probably watch them every now and then. I transform into visual aid. Knock, knock, knock.
0: And as you go to knock, actually, the door <coughs> moves open.
3: As it does not, I make a sword. Hello, Mr. Ballard?
0: And you don't hear any response. Could you go in this way. I'm going around the back. So as you're entering the house, it's nighttime now. It's dark in the house. All the lights appear to be off. Except for one in the distance that looks to be probably some kind of like little uh, kind of living room area. Meanwhile, Yardak, you're coming around and you're kind of seeing similarly. There's a little patio in the back and it has a little sliding glass door. Goes into like a kitchen area.
3: As someone who's very jumpy, I'm all of a sudden very fucking nervous about everything happening as we're going into this house.
2: Good. I want to roll a perception check.
3: Yes, actually, I would like to do that too. Okay. And hope I don't see a fucking body.
2: Hell Yeah. First roll in the new Dice Tower, 19, plus 8 is 27.
3: A natural 20.
2: What I will say,
0: uh, you both take notice of, Yardak, you're able to see that the back door of the patio is definitely open, so you can like slide it open without without really making any noise. You recognize exactly where Ruby's at, like you get a real lay of the land real quick. And what you both can hear is kind of just a muffled um but you don't see anybody or no discernible voice
3: where the muffled sound can i tell where that's coming from
0: it seems to be coming down the hall from from the area with the the living room the light
3: i go towards that
2: i rush down the hall and open whatever throw open whatever door are you following along with that visual
3: yes and at the same time uh i just said a detective laser hawk like we're here and th- something's off that's all i'm i'm not sure what yet am
1: i ...in a position where I can fill Lewis in and scoot off? Yeah. I fill Lewis in and I scoot off!
0: Alright, so you're bounding your way towards Paladino Ridge.
1: I let Lewis know to stay with uh, Kraken because... ...since he pointed it out, I don't like the idea of him being alone.
0: When you get into this room, you're seeing a man you don't recognize... ...that is uh, basically slumped over in the corner. Uh, His hands are bound, uh, as is his mouth and he has some some large colorful wings coming off of his arms and uh what you can immediately notice just cuz there's enough light in the room is he has a large gash across his belly and there
2: and it looks like he is bleeding possibly uh starting to spill out from his gut. I immediately do a um I'll even like power stunt my uh, healing to give him that extra boost. Okay, let's roll a heal check.
3: My next word was going to be oh my god, guard help him. As he's doing that, I'm using the sword to unbound his hand.
2: Okay. 14 plus.
3: I guess I'm texting him and I said, they've been here. Yardax healing him now. I'm so sorry. I'm doing this for investigating purposes and I pick photos of what it looks like while Yardax healing him to show the people. Okay.
2: 24.
0: Yeah. The wound is healed. It looks like everything's come back together. The guy is like definitely in a lot of pain though. Don't forget that you're fatigued. Unless you're going to use your hero point to negate the fatigue, I should
2: say oh yeah and then negate the fatigue for sure no catching me unawares and so he's going where the fuck are they who where's who who the fuck are you who the fuck are you i just saved your life Uh, he's kind of
0: getting up and he's kind of rubbing his wrists and he goes yes sorry much appreciated my apologies i am uh you can call me glass peacock
1: This intel drop is sponsored by myself, Pope Brandon Bronson. Check out my music on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you might be streaming. For as long as humans existed, there has been that which bumps into night and preys upon the unsuspecting. In the 1890s, Abraham Van Helsing would find that darkness when he was forced to do battle with Count Dracula. He believed that he would dedicate the rest of his life to ridding the world of that darkness, but Abraham would soon discover that monsters were like men. There were good ones, and there were bad ones. The good ones needed protection from a world that didn't understand them, and the bad ones needed to be eliminated before they could prey upon the innocent. This was the philosophy from which House Van Helsing was born. The House of Monster Hunters would soon spread throughout Eurasia through the 20th century, becoming the first line of defense against the supernatural, with the U.S. government finally giving the House the green light to station members of the House on U.S. soil in the 21st century, with the rise of post-humans and other strangeness entering the public eye. While certainly not in hiding, House Van Helsing are nowhere near the level of notoriety as an organization-like union, but they're always waiting for that which bumps in the night, so that they can forcefully bump back. Once again, this intel drop is brought to you by myself, Pope Brandon Bronson. Listen to my mixtapes, them shits fire.
2: You can call me Yardak, but, uh, so what happened here?
3: Wait, so this is not the guy that we were looking for then? And I, we're friends of Laserhawks.
0: And he stares daggers at you when you say that. I see. And is your friend Laserhawk around right now?
3: He's not right here right now. And I go, we are all on the same side right now.
0: Well, darling, that remains to be seen, uh, depending on how uh, your good friend behaves when he arrives. Our last encounter was not civil, let's say.
3: Was it more civil than leaving you for dead?
2: And also, I could leave you in an even worse spot than if you try to start some shit with my boy. And he looks at the two of you, and he looks like he's kind of making a calculation. Get better at math.
3: Clearly, you need us. You almost just bled to death.
0: And that is why I have no quarrel with you, good madam.
3: Trust me, Laserhawk just wants to get everything settled with who I assume were possibly the deserters that did this to you.
0: I want to hold off and and uh, I'll, we'll discuss this with, with Brock. Foom! He hears that sound and he goes, ah, right on cue.
3: He has weirdly good timing, right?
0: Always. F- for the dramatic, frankly. I'm saying that, and he, like, demonstrates his very colorful
2: wings. All right, yeah, he's here. Now, if you act up, you're going to get those wings clipped. Door flies open. Honey, I'm home.
3: We f- we found a friend
0: of yours. And you see, just out of the corner of your eyelids, like he does appear to have some, like, glass shards forming at his fingertips. Long time. If
1: I'm seeing glass shards already, yeah, I've got one lock-cocked in the chamber, too. Solar
2: shotgun, by the way. And because I'm still standing right here next to him, as he starts to do that, I want to take an ice spear that I have in my hand and just kind of tap it against his side and go, uh uh-uh.
3: Oh my god, I can make the biggest one and make like a giant-ass sword. Put your fucking dicks away.
2: As the lady says, sir. I'm waiting to hear it from Brock.
1: We put our hands down at three. We have a civil discussion. I'm capable of that, if you are.
0: Always, darling.
1: One, two, three, and I slowly put my hand down.
0: And at the same pace, you see the glass retract back into his hands.
1: All right, Peacock, you know how this goes. Very basic questions. Very basic answers.
3: Wait, also, where's the guy who lives here?
0: Frankly, I don't know. I was uh, not exactly uh, given a full tour of the building. Uh, they decided to give me the old gibbon treatment. Yeah, I see that. Nearly bled out all over this fine carpet.
3: Was all of the Midnight Gang with the deserters now?
0: Oh, I wouldn't say that they are with, but we were certainly abducted.
1: So, you can confirm it is them.
0: I did not get the best look at him. I was covered in ash, you see. It was almost like I had been turned into ash.
1: Don't love that.
0: I remember being in the cell, and there's certainly... And he looks around, and he's like, I, I don't know how long it's been, but I don't think it's been enough time to get all the way over to... And he kind of actually he takes a look outside, he looks at the trees to the east coast.
1: I don't like any of this.
3: I'll be honest, I'm at least, uh, like the Midnight Gang's not actually working with them.
1: That's comforting. So I'm assuming you have no idea where they're all up and huh?
0: Can't say I do but perhaps I go my separate ways and I'll report back if I hear anything.
3: No, but seriously, where's the dude who lives here? While they're having this conversation, I am going to go search the house and... Or why do we have a Shardling search the house? Smart. Yardak, can you make one of your Shardlings look around the house and make sure there's not, like, the body of an ex-soldier lying around? Uh-huh. <whistles> Tap
2: my foot twice and then he pops up.
3: You were under the impression these guys were dead too, right?
0: Yes, darling, I am not uh, particularly comforted by the fact that I was abducted by a ghost. But given the amazing things you see in this world today, who's to say if that if we aren't being uh, haunted by the ghosts of our past?
2: Yeah. Okay, Casper aside, you were bound and fucked up here. Was that because of uh, Billy Joe Bob who lives here, or did they, your little pals leave you here to rot?
0: I've been here for, well, I, I think I was sitting there... In my own blood for a good 20 minutes before you arrived. So, who's me- who is even supposed to be here?
3: Uh, his name was uh, Bill Ballard.
0: Oh, well, that recontextualizes the particular wounds I was given.
1: Brock? Yeah, there's a whole lot of shit going on right now, Peacock.
3: Do you want to tell him about the first thing we found? I'm sure, he'll find that just as disturbing.
1: Wilson's murder was recreated too.
0: Ah, I see. So Wilson, and then Ballard. Great. Not loving this turn of events, I'll be honest.
1: No. Next comes Mouse, or the Kaboom. Depends on how true the form they want to stay.
0: Well, that sounds... difficult. I don't want to be here for that. I can go back to prison. Granted, if you don't cash them, it sounds like they'll just come get me again.
1: Well, it sure sounds like prison's the safest place for you then, now, doesn't it?
0: Well, considering they are the most powerful people that we've ever fought, and you're probably going to need some assistance, do I perhaps get some kind
2: of bargain for being of help? You're living. We've fulfilled our end of the bargain. Atlanteans
0: don't believe that healers are duty-bound, then, it sounds. Interesting.
2: We're not in Atlantis, Peacock. What do you want?
0: I'd prefer not to go back to prison. That would be ideal. I will keep you around
1: as long as you are useful. We can see where we stand there. That's the offer you're getting.
0: Well, then that sounds reasonable. And you've always been a man of your word, Laserhawk. So I'd like you to shake on that. And he extends a hand.
1: I look at Yardak. Just to make sure that he's still, like, alert of the situation in case my funny little friend here tries any funny little business. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna accept that handshake.
0: Ha. <laughs> Brock, you've been working out. They fucked.
3: Oh, definitely. That's canon now. <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: The Shardling, meanwhile, doesn't find anybody. Uh, What it does find is some travel materials, And then eventually he hits an answering machine and you hear, Hi, this is Bill. I'm going to be out of town for the next week. Uh, Leave a message. I'll get back to you as soon as I'm back. Aloha.
3: He has a fucking answering machine in 2024? Yes. I'm going to contact Kit. Bill Ballard is not here.
0: Oh, thank goodness. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, I guess if you didn't find anything, you can get back to me. Uh,
3: That's not what I said.
0: Uh Oh,
3: one, we think he's in Hawaii. There's an answering machine. He said, "I'm out of town." Aloha.
0: Okay, I can definitely check into that.
3: Yeah, and um, one one of your old friends is here, and we might have ha- might have to make a deal with him.
0: Excuse
3: me. And I go, "Would you like good news or the bad news?" Can you
0: put Brock on the phone?
3: And I go, "He wants to talk to you." I just take it from him.
0: And actually, from your perspective, visually, you just hear. It's and the I fucking just... dad from, from A Christmas Story.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just take it from him. The good news is the Midnights aren't working with them. The bad news is they're definitely still alive. The worst news is I've got Glass Peacock with me now. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know what the fuck to do with him.
0: Oh, is that is that
1: Kit? I'll get to you in a moment. Tell him hi. <sighs> He says hello.
3: Tell that motherfucker to die! Tell that motherfucker to die! <laughs> <laughs> you don't keep friends very well, do you?
0: We all have our rough patches.
3: So you and Brock—did you ever? Were you ever close?
0: Never get biblical. He puts a hand on your chest and goes, "Oh, I don't kiss and tell."
3: If Shakespeare was having to allude to you, would he be like, "I know him of old"?
0: He finally calms down. He goes, "All right, Brock. It's uh, it's 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 not ideal." But we've got more information than we left with. If you don't think he's a threat right now, you know, I, I I, I don't know. Bring him back here. All
3: right. Should we blindfold him? You don't want this guy knowing where you live.
0: You can take him back to the Union headquarters. You hear Lewis go, the hell, what? I
1: got a place I can take him still. I've still got the old hut operational, just in case. I am going to be with Glass Peacock in the old laser hut, and we're going to be doing some research.
3: I still feel like he should be blindfolded.
0: <sighs> oh, it wouldn't be the first time.
3: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Blindfold him. I'll take him myself. Behave yourself
3: in my home. And make a blindfold and be like, here you go. Uh,
0: he tightens it real tight.
1: Uh, yeah, he's blindfolded. I guess I scoop this piece of shit up and take him back to my heart.
0: Laser Hut 1.0, which last we saw was a dilapidated dusty mess. You get there and it's still dilapidated dusty mess.
1: Uh yeah, I, I'm blindfolded. then. Well, this is your home for a while. Oh,
0: good lord, you were living in this squalor?
1: It didn't really matter to me at the time.
0: Alright, uh how can I assist? And
1: I imagine that I pull off, like, some old tarp to reveal some arcane computer
0: system. I was saying maybe a whiteboard or something. Ruby and Yardak, where are y'all heading?
3: Um, I guess we're getting back in the van with Bethany. I guess Bethany's still in there. Yeah, this
2: whole time she's just been chilling. Well, yeah, yeah, you told her to wait in the van.
3: I get back in the van and I call Kit. Hey, we're heading back to the hut unless there's some other piece of intel you've got somewhere else you need us to go.
0: No, 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 no. I've got nothing at this time. Uh get get back here. Let's uh let's regroup.
3: Room vroom. Let's go.
0: By the time you get back, Kit looks exhausted. Like he's clearly just been giving it his all while you've been gone.
3: You look like you could use a nap, buddy.
0: I can I can I can sleep. I can sleep soon. Uh, we just got to push through a little harder uh yardak i didn't get a chance to look at those files you sent me we were kind of looking at some other stuff what's the tldr
3: it looks to mostly be maybe the official files from like what went down with you guys overseas
2: the quote unquote official reports of everybody that was in uh the big iron that was just broken out
3: like one mentions a gas leak
2: yeah they never, they never they never did find out much about the the
0: the attack we got our powers from and we got hit with a gas attack. You know, we, like I said, we never really found out what was in it. Yeah, a bunch of us gained powers. A bunch of us died. Uh, it was a rough day all around.
3: Did you gain powers then? I'm not exactly positive what your power is. Besides, obviously, that you're like one of the smartest people I know.
0: Oh, uh, I guess uh, to control over technology, I can I can access computers and electrical systems with my thoughts.
3: Okay. So, yeah, so this is superhuman.
0: That's why I'm so exhausted. I've been reaching into every network I can hit on throughout North America.
3: Cool. Don't forget there are barracks here.
0: I'm gonna get to sleep soon. Uh, you know, let me just pull it up, and I'll take a look. Anything else from that- from that report that was of note?
3: Um, I mean, a lot of it was redacted.
0: Classic. Roll me an intelligence check. 3.18.
3: I'm not smart right now, apparently. 11 overall.
0: You're not recalling too much, Ruby.
3: I, w- I was focusing on driving. Yeah, you
0: were driving. You were the one reading the stuff, so you didn't recall it as well. The main thing was, uh, Yardak, is just that it referred to some kind of gas, uh, that you just, like, the science is just totally over your head.
3: And I go, I don't know, why don't we just bring up the report and show it?
0: And, uh, and he's looking over the report and he goes, son of a bitch. What's the matter? We were always told they couldn't identify the gas, they couldn't tell anything about it, it happened too quick. They knew the whole goddamn time.
3: From what everything I've learned about the Majestic 12, this seems... not surprising?
0: I, I'm no scientist, but yeah, and, and what you're saying sounds correct. Between Brock's power change and, I have to assume, Ash Lyons, because got to understand he has he has fire powers but he never had the ability to like turn into ash and or turn other people into ash and do shit
3: mm-hmm
0: you know we're talking about a radical change in their powers and if they knew about the gas I don't know what to make of that but it's not good meanwhile back over with glass peacock you kind of just i imagine kind of going over what you've discovered so far
1: yep make him out of whiteboard same situation that we' have dealt with a million times overseas uh,
0: and he, and he stretches and he kind of like it retracts his wings a little bit, and he goes, All right, Captain, it's been great experiencing old times, but I have been through quite a day, and I would like to sleep.
1: I'm on my way over to a certain area. barracks area there. Get yourself washed up. Bathroom right next to it.
0: Thank you. Uh, and thank you for being civil today. Not the same as it was a few years ago.
1: You had nothing to do with what happened that night. I'm not Thrilled with the path you took, but if you can be an asset right now, then I guess I need you.
0: Enemy of my enemy and all that. Yep. And he goes and washes up and he goes to bed. And are you going to sleep anytime soon?
1: At this moment, no. I'm in work mode. I've probably still got an old tin of instant coffee somewhere in the old laser hut. I'm brewing myself a cup and trying to see what I've missed.
0: Essentially, you just keep kind of ending up in circles. Um, You've investigated plenty of crimes over the years, but having only these two points to go off of, you're just kind of at a loss as to what to do, and you're continuing to worry about your powers.
1: I want to text Pam just to make sure everything is Gucci to gang with her.
0: And you get a text back that says, Hey boss, we're all good here. Rickard doesn't want us to say our location.
3: Just respond with a thumbs up. I'm going to put in the group chat. I was like, do we need to let Shepard in on uh, what happened out at that house?
1: Give her a buzz. You were there before me.
3: And I, I call Shepherd.
0: Visual aid. Something new in the case. Is Laserhawk okay?
3: Laserhawk's fine. There was a situation. I think, did he tell you about the person that we were worried they were going after?
0: Yes. Yes.
3: So we went to his house and he's, and I don't want to say kid's name out loud because he's in Hawaii, right?
0: Kit looks over at you and gives a thumbs up.
3: He's on vacation in Hawaii, but we did find like another body. I took some pictures. It was an old associate of Laserhawk. He's with us now. Okay. Yardak was able to heal him, so he's not dying anymore. But we believe the people who did this have some other old associates of Laserhawk. And we were at first worried they were working together, but looking at the state of The person I found, they clearly are not and might be the next victims, but we have no idea where they are. It Okay. We know where they broke out of, and it does not make sense they got to Riverside so fast. They're not moving by human means.
0: Visual, play it straight with me. Should I be preparing to alert the higher-ups, like my, my boss? It's
3: not a bad idea. I would say more. This is literally government stuff I'm not sure I'm supposed to know about. Okay. The people were worried about being victims, they're all post-humans.
0: I'll get a preliminary report. I need you to tell me as soon as you know anything, because if this blows up and, and we could have stopped it, my, my ass is on the line.
3: Of course. I, I would definitely let them know. I saw the second body. I took pictures. I can send them. It was awful, Zoe.
0: Send me what you have, um, and I'll prepare my report.
3: I send the pictures to Zoe.
0: And, and then the text back that you get is, Jesus.
3: If I hadn't been with Yarda, he would be dead.
0: Take care, visual aid.
3: You too. Stay safe. And, Laserhawk, as you're pouring over
0: everything, kind of finding yourself nodding off a little bit, you get a, a faint whiff like your coffee's burning.
1: Fuck. I spark up. I don't trust that.
0: It's been a long time, Brock. You're
1: supposed to
0: be in hell. Perhaps you'll join me this time. And I turn around... And in the darkness, you just see two red eyes with yellow irises looking back at you.
1: What do you want with me?
0: I never could get you to understand. I never could get you to listen. Are you listening now? Has your message changed? I never got to tell you my message. You came in on the attack. Hell of a way to get my
1: attention.
0: What do you want, Lion? And the eyes blink and they're gone and you kind of like spin around and you see they've opened up again in the darkness elsewhere.
1: What's a new trick you got.
0: Yes, I heard that you have some new tricks as well.
1: And I kind of fly to greet him face to face. I sure have.
0: You go and right before you get there, in the darkness, he just disappears. What is it that they told you?
1: They told us that you had gone rogue. Finding yourselves to be superior. I turned to face him again. I went after you like that for what you did to Wilson, you son of a bitch.
0: (sighs) I tried to get you to understand, Laserhawk. It wasn't that we thought ourselves superior, though we are superior. It is that they never told you the truth.
1: What did Wilson do to deserve that?
0: He found out that we were going to tell you the truth, and he tried to stop us.
1: Well, I am all ears.
0: The gas attack, Brock. They did this to us. But you had to come for us, and you left us for dead. And now we're going to leave you for dead. But first, we're going to take our time. Make the world understand who you really are.
1: I'm ready to atone for my sins. You should be atoning for years.
0: In due time. But first, I suppose, there's a bunch of vermin to take care of. And perhaps even a few bugs.
1: What are you planning?
0: You'll know soon enough. Lion? Good night, Brock. Lion? And the room is filled with ash and then suddenly is empty. What's going through your mind?
1: My phone, as I call Pam.
0: Rock, what's, it's, uh, 3 a.m., what's up?
1: Eyes on the back of your head. Stay alert. Danger is coming. Chapter 77.
0: The Midnight Wars. Part 2. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by our friends at Green Ronin Publishing. Check the link in the show notes to get your own copy of the game. You can also help support the show by picking up some merch at mayhemcast.store or becoming a monthly member through our Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com slash mayhemcast. The episode was written, produced, and confronted by the ghosts of its own past by myself, RC Byler, with production assistance by Pope Brandon Brownson. Our logo art is by Jen Evans and our font is by AJ Eisen. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.
2: dangerous coming to catch us, tore ass out of here. <laughs> the cat fucking knows, my
0: dude.
3: Also, I'm gonna find uh, Rachel always assumed it was like, yeah, they did that to Brock on purpose.
1: Sucks that we're gonna have to get a third Hornet, gang.
3: <laughs> I swear to God. Maybe we can make this one an actual bug. What do we think? Uh, Holy shit. Uh, I was right to fucking go to that house and be like, I'm about to find a dead fucking body.
0: It would have been really interesting to see what happened. I was really wondering what was going to happen if Yardak didn't go with you.
3: Act
1: like I was going to let us pair off individually. Even when I went off and had my per-episode side adventure, I still took the NPCs. You w- we wouldn't even let Rickard go by himself? Yeah, no, he's got a history. Yeah, I don't love any of this. I mean... Brandon the storyteller loves this. Brandon the asshole that has to play Brock Balea fucking hates this.
2: So Dan, what'd you think? It felt like an HBO like mini series episode.
3: Yeah. Oh, it felt like when Bone Seals was a serial killer. I did not roll a single dice
1: tonight. I didn't even need to open my character sheet and I kind of loved that.
0: You were deep in the weeds enough, I felt.
3: I also love that we just we saw a guy and decided mm, Brock fucked him. Yeah. And then Brandon was immediately like, okay.
0: That was absolutely not something that had previously been established. Not
3: something that you've previously established. I've
1: thought of it, as I've mentioned before. Of that
0: specific character?
1: In my mind, Brock has slept with three members of Operation Coffee Pot, and I'll let y'all guess who the other two were.
0: Focus for a moment on Dan and Rachel. I I tried purposefully to give you more to do this time
3: around. Did you feel that... Oh, I have no complaints. I felt like there was a good, like... Ruby being one of uh, his two emotional support daughter figures.
0: Oh, is it you and Hornet?
3: Yes. Which is why you're not allowed to kill her.
0: I don't think of her as a daughter figure, but I guess that's interesting.
3: I definitely feel like Brock has a paternal relationship with Hornet. Oh, yeah. That's how I've played it.
0: Mentor-mentee is how I've been playing it. Did everyone have fun tonight?
3: Yeah, it was fun, even though I was so fucking nervous going into that house.
0: So we're going to do a rapid fire. uh, Final thoughts. Brandon.
3: Brock's shitty afternoon is about to become a shitty
0: three-day weekend, huh? Yeah, probably. Fuck. And Rachel, what are your final thoughts?
3: The part of Rachel that really loves spy stuff is like, hell yeah. The part of Rachel that really hates horror stuff is like, oh no.
0: All right. And Dan.
2: I want more. Give me more under the cover of night and... Finding bodies and people splayed out with blood bird written. You do realize that hornets in danger next, right? Well, I mean, we'll save her. Robert's not allowed to kill another hornet. (laughs) No. We know where he lives, so we can go get him. (laughs) There's three of us one of him. (laughs)